Hey guys, welcome back to the Black and the Beast podcast where we talk about the beauties of being black and the beast we deal with every single day. Today is going to be a different type of episode because we socially awkward and we're recording ourselves on Zoom. <laughs> we got the nigga in the background, my brother. He got a deep voice, so we're going to try to remind this nigga to talk up. And then Ayala is back because this is part two of, what was it called? Shit that makes black people <laughs> uncomfortable. <laughs> Welcome back, guys. All right, so we're going to go ahead and take a quick break on the audio section of this, and then we'll be back. All right, pause. Before we get into the episode, as per the usual in the last two episodes, I want to go ahead and throw out a plug for my book. It is called Something I've Always Wanted on Amazon. It is an ebook. Um, like I said before, I'm working on getting physical copies out there for you guys. But if you can go ahead and, uh, you know, just help out, go purchase the book, read it. Let me know what you think. Um, I do want to bring out more content in regards to poetry and books. I feel like that's something that we need to explore a little bit more because it was freeing artistically for us as a community. But go ahead and check it out and let me know what you think. We smoking that good. All right. God greens. You feel me? God's greens. Oh yeah, I really like our money on my AirPods. <laughs> we recorded on Anchor and Zoom right now. Oh, currently we're live. Yeah, we're live. Oh. Oh yeah, we live, baby. <laughs> All right, so we're back talking about shit that makes black people uncomfortable. It's uncensored and unedited because they get to see what we do in our spare time. And we gonna post this shit. But first off, because we do want to get back into the episode before niggas can't think and we're going to be thinking the whole fucking time. I wanted to get into some feedback that we got. And it kind of, it was something that we didn't get into because last week's episode we had to kind of cut it short. But Basically, some and some of the feedback that we got, uh, we had someone pretty much ask what our perspective of was, uh, what our, what was our perspective of the people that we had to cut off, or the people that like are close to us in the middle of this pandemic, that like like how our interactions changed with them. So like, if I had to just give like a brief overview of what happened with me, because it's quick and it's easy, straight to the point, I blocked all of them niggas. If you wasn't for the cause or for the culture, I blocked every single one of them niggas. And it's not necessarily, I'm like, I don't want to listen to people and I don't want to have the conversation or anything like that. It's literally one of those things where it's like, it's been so long. Like, we all had the same history classes. We met in high school. We met in middle school. Like, nigga, we all have, we all privy to the same knowledge and we on the West Coast. Like, we're on the side of the country that's not, like, as racist. You feel me? So it's like for us to be here and then we have that same information. We got access to TV. We got access to the Internet and all that. Like, I don't got time to sit here and have a conversation where I'm teaching you what you should know. And if you my homie, I talk about this shit. So you're making excuses to say you don't know something when you, like, are sitting here ignoring that shit. Like, why are you silent when everybody around you got something to say? Uh, definitely. Uh, basically, the back that, like you said, um, we're in a city alone. That's just a melting pot as it is. Um, 
So it's like, it's like with this year alone in 2020, when it comes to racism or like COVID or all that shit, one thing that it showed was like, it's either you're one or the other. Like yeah. there's no, there's no like in between or eh, there's a justification for all this like white supremacy bullshit to happen or like police brutality. Um, like I said last week, at the end of the day, um, or if I did say it last week, I don't know, I'm getting high, but <laughs> I'll say it again if I didn't say it on the podcast, is that police, first of all, do not have the right to choose who lives or die, period. You're not judging jury. That right there shouldn't even be a discussion whatsoever. It doesn't matter if this person was a drug dealer in the past or dealt with a drug dealer or was selling counterfeit money or trying to buy someone counterfeit money or trying to sell fucking cigarettes, loitering, whatever the case may be, they're not the one to determine who lives or dies. That's it. Mm -hmm. So when it comes down to the people around us um, that we see that choose to be like pro-Trump or, um, you know, don't have anything to say when people are literally losing their lives just because of how they look, it it's like a, it leaves a bad taste in your mouth, mm-hmm. and it's not something that anybody should even be like having a debate or make someone believe like, hey, this is how it should be. Like, yep. obviously, we got opinions and all that other shit or whatever, but in this case scenario, it's like you know, right, right and wrong is wrong, and if you choose to be stupid, I'm not gonna sit up here and try to educate you when I took the time out of my life to get the same resources you have access to. Mm-hmm. Like, what am I arguing for? What am I sitting here and trying to make you believe like racism is wrong? Right, like I'm your friend. If you still saying that's a good one, I don't, I'm not your homie. You don't know me. You don't respect me. I felt that. Yeah, I felt that, especially when you started, when you talked about the whole police situation, because I mean, here's here's one thing that I I definitely know about the cops. I. I, everybody know I don't fuck with police. That's just that's just me, period. <laughs> but like the times that I got locked up, it was really stupid because I was in jail for just the littlest things. And cops, they look at everybody as the same when you're in there. When you're yeah. like when they, it doesn't matter if you're not in a uniform. If you don't have a badge, it's four o'clock. <laughs> I have a MacBook and it tells me the time, my bad. Even with Black Cops 2, it's just so sad just going in there and just being treated like I was just a piece of shit when I'm in there just for like having a fucking warrant for traffic tickets or something. Like, mm-hmm. you don't even know what I'm in there for. Hey, but, you know. And you just, you coming at me as if I'm, I'm, useless i'm pointless like i'm a piece of, even talking to the fucking bells bonds like they talk to you like shit they don't give a fuck bro if you if you're not on the side of the law you are a bystander period yeah and that's like to go back to what you're saying like with uh um hi i have a kid <laughs> <How's it work? laughs> sorry hey well, this oh, is okay. a- like hey this is real life <laughs> black people shit. All right, y'all can get the real organic over here. But, um, so outside of that though, um, yeah, like just based on how they look, on on like how, how you look to them, it's like already by default, if you're not on the other side of the law, 
they're like, okay, robotic. Like yes. everybody is literally the fucking same. Yes. I feel like low key at this point, if you're a cop, you you can't have a soul. Right. And it's like, even if you do, even if you do have a soul on some shit, it's one of those things where there's a, if you know some fucked up shit is happening, you're an accessory to some fucked up shit if you don't do anything about it. And that even goes back to the whole idea of blocking people. Like, if you know that this is the system, if you know, like, if you've had a homie tell you, oh, like, for example, there's a situation and I've told this story to people before my brother, we were all at a swimming pool. He walked up there after some people got finished smoking (laughs) after some people, people got finished smoking and they assumed that he was, he was the one who was smoking and they put him in handcuffs and everything. I was the only one in handcuffs. That's the sad part about it. We'll talk. And like, if you are my friend and I've told you that this was an experience that I had with my brother, like, and you are silent with shit like this, like we're not homies. You can get blocked. Yeah. Yeah, the silence, the silence definitely was more of a problem than anyone trying to fight the rightness of it or the right of the light that came to, you know, all that. Uh, my bad. The silence, though, like silence is so much more stronger than just speaking. And it's like when I seen people like I blocked hella people that I was like, OK, I'm going to give you like a couple of days. You know, because I hella used to chop it up with you or whatever. And then, like, you're like, okay, so you still not say nothing? Okay. You don't feel like any of this is wrong. Like, our lives right now are based off of social media. And it's like, unless you are just not active on Facebook or Twitter or Instagram like that, there should be no fucking reason whatsoever that you didn't say shit. Mm Mm-hmm. We had back-to-back deaths within a month of each other, or a month of us finding out. If you out. feel that shit. And people were literally not saying shit. And it's like, yo, that's dehumanizing. Yeah, and if like, my thing is, if you don't feel it, like, if you if you know something is directly, uh, like, involving, or not involving, but affecting people you love, and you don't feel that shit, then what are you there for? I'm going to just be real. It's more of like what they want to put into it. They already are aware of what's going on. It's really something that you can't just look past or something that you just can't go without. Just like every day I hear something about this shit, bro. And mm-hmm. no matter how many people actually speak out, which, you know, you guys are right, you know, speaking out would change. But like, it's not going to change shit. It's not going to change shit because regardless this is a white man's world bro yeah it's a white man's world so we yes we are starting to come on top black people minorities period we're starting to you know shine we're starting to get our recognition however we are still in this white man's world yeah yeah definitely but my thing is like when it comes down to the idea of like me blocking the people that are in my ecosystem or that are close to me that ain't saying shit. Like, I'm a person that says shit. I have to be able to have conversations with niggas. I have conversations with you. I have conversations with you. If you're my friend and I feel like I can't talk to you about something like race and I'm black, or I feel like Mm -hmm. you're you're silent in a way where I'm like, Say, for example, like if you got if hypothetically speaking, you were one of the niggas that got killed tomorrow, like if you're one of them niggas 
hypothetically speaking, is one of those situations where if you had a white friend and they were silent on social media, how would you feel? Well, you wouldn't feel it, but how do you think I would feel? If you had like <clears throat> a person like Bobby, for example, like, and this person was hypothetically supposed to be your one of your best, closest homies, and they ain't have shit to say about the cops fucking you up. They were like, oh, well, he should have compl complied. They were silent because that's how they felt. Like, that's slightly problematic. I don't want to be homies with somebody that that might be a thought process. Like, for example, with Philando Castile, he complied and they shot him in front of his girlfriend's child mm -hmm. and his girlfriend. Legal card carrying gun holder, all of that. But you have people out there that felt like he still managed to do something wrong that's and didn't say anything. Bring, that's where <laughs> I say white people are being racist, more racist now than they ever been considering the fact that they feel like they have a, a right to. Mm -hmm. They feel like we have a president in office that, you know, gives us this 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 energy, this this courage that we don't have to hide behind a smile or or like a fake grin anymore. We can actually be ourselves because he's a piece of shit. One, two, he is himself. And he doesn't give a fuck. Yeah. Regardless. Why do you think so many people love this nigga? But that's what, like, and that's even with one of the points that, like, like we are going to get into when it comes down to white people and how obviously racist they are. And that's, like, even what you were saying before we got on the podcast about white people having too much to say about something that say. they don't know. Like, those people got blocked, too. Because at yeah. some point, if you are over, like, Devontae, if I feel bad for someone, like, there's a difference between empathy and sympathy. Mm -hmm. if I If I'm just out here feeling bad for you, and telling niggas I feel bad for you, like you out here recording people, homeless people you giving money to, not thinking about the fact that they don't want niggas to see them homeless. Right. Like you get blocked too, because you're not doing it for the truth of the cause. You're, you're not doing it because black lives matter or we deserve equity or we deserve to be equal in some capacity. You're doing it because other people said it. It's cool. You're not my homie. I you have know, people, they, go ahead. Oh. <laughs> no, I was just going to say, like, it is crazy. Like, you saying that, though, goes to show, like, with both of you guys' points, like, that goes to show that, like, first of all, it's not more racist. Like, they've always been racist. Mm -hmm. we, if now, now we have a head of state, or I'm sorry, a head of the country that uh, is someone in power and someone in leadership. And we have so much sheep that, like, they look at this as a, an able to be, like, Oh, this is the go. Oh, I don't gotta hide behind this mask no more. I don't gotta do this. I don't gotta do that. Like, hey, I can openly be racist. It can be okay because of look who we have in charge. Mm -hmm. I won't get in trouble for this shit. Mm -hmm. There is not gonna be any repercussions for my actions or whatsoever. Mm -hmm. And the people that feel like they overly like it's just it's just like a cesspool of like just like, like nasty, racist, disgusting nastiness like it's just it's like y'all yeah. showing y'all ignorance and it's like y'all over here rock, running around with confederate flags and shit right. like, did you guys know that y'all lost right y'all right. hella lost that fucking war first of all and second of all the whole point of that war was because motherfuckers wanted to stay racist and be slave uh slave owners mm -hmm. and 
the people that be walking around saying I'm not racist, but walking around with a Confederate flag, it's like, hold on. What do you, do you even know what the fuck you're representing? Right. Like, that's the problem. It's like, these people have no idea that y'all going hella hard for somebody. That's what they're doing. Right. You see, black people representing that damn flag. That's what gets me going nuts is black people rep that shit. Like, what are you smoking, my guy? Mm-hmm. Like education, though. I've seen so right. many crazy fucking videos as far as, like, my thing is, since my very first video of seeing a white person call a black person a nigger, that was, I would say, 2013. And you didn't really, you didn't really see videos like that at all. Now, since 2018, no, not even 2018, 2016, 2015 to now, Nigga, the amount of fucking videos that you see of a white person calling someone a nigger is ridiculous. Mm-hmm. It's ridiculous. And the amount of videos that you see as far as just racism, the, the, the Confederate flags and shit like that, and people trying to say... Now, I get... I, at one point, bro, I'm not going to sit here and bullshit you because... It did look like white people started getting what they deserve at one point when they would disrespect us. And then out of nowhere, you see these posts, white lady loses her job, white guy loses his job, uh, get fired, uh, go to jail, this, that, and the third. And they're still doing that. However, they only did, I'm feeling like they're only doing that just to give us a break, just to make us feel like, yes, Black Lives Matter, but at the same time, we still don't give a fuck about y'all. Yeah, I feel like when it comes down to people fired from their jobs or anything like that in that nature, um, that's something to kind of back their company. It's like when you look one. at the, the type of city, it's not authentic. It's not because this person is discussing representing their fucking brand or what we because they're trying to save their shit and they don't want to look at it as fucking racist, but nine out of ten times they. But you gotta are, understand, like, black people, bro. We are the shit. We literally have everything that everybody. Well, now besides them, Asian, the Japanese, and Chinese, them motherfuckers are smart. They got everything. But, but <laughs> we literally have everything that every race wants. Like we have rhythm, we have style, we have love, we have happy. We have angry like a motherfucker. We have anger like a motherfucker. We have happiness. We me? laugh at our pain. We, we laugh at our pain, bro. We like can change shit. We the the type of energy Resilience. that black people give off to one another, you can't feel that from a white person. Now, there are some now I'm not prejudiced, you feel me? Because there are white people that I do fuck with. I feel like they get a clue, they understand, and they know their limits. However, it's just there's a difference. It's a though. difference, like, bro. White people, there's like white. I can't feel that energy. Like, I yeah, can't. it's like I can't feel that energy, bro. But it's like this thing where, like, one of my cousins just she just graduated and now she's in college at UNLV, and she's in a class where they're literally like it's a, a social, it's like a social art class or something like that. But they're basically their their subject matter is them watching movies about social justice. So they're watching Freedom Riders, Selma, stuff like that. Her professor is white. She keeps failing these papers where her white professor is asking her, 
what is your opinion about this? How do you feel about this? What do you think they were trying to say? I'm a nigga. I know precisely what they were trying to say. They were trying to show you my life, what it's like, my pet, like my ancestors, their, their experiences. I know what that is. But you have a white man that's the judge and jury on that, the way that you articulate that, the way you regurgitate that. You are overstepping because maybe you shouldn't teach that class in this climate. Because at this point, you're trying to tell me how to how to perceive blackness in art. When right now we're black as fuck in art and it's amazing. Beautiful. Beautiful as fuck. Perceive blackness, but it's like maybe he just doesn't want to come to terms that like that's the reality of it. Mm-hmm. Given past don't even get me started. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I felt hella just now. Like, what the fuck you mean? But that's like, the truth though. Like it's literally one of those things where we're sitting here and she's frustrated because she's a student that's won awards on a national level for essays that she's written, literally. And she's flunking these essays that she has to write about what she's perceiving from the freedom writers. It's like, what do you feel that I should get from that? Because maybe you're getting the wrong thing if you are asking a black person to explain to you the narrative of a true story of blackness. Like this still happens. I went to Canyon Springs High School. The kids who had MacBooks and Mac computers were magnet students for law and prep. The rest of us had them fucking Dell box ass computers learning how to type on them shits that are archaic now. Like, it's one of those things where you're sitting here. I had a class my freshman year in high school, and I really think they tried to shape this shit after the Freedom Writers. But I had a class my freshman year in high school called Mentorship. We were supposed to be in this class from our freshman year to our senior year when we graduated. In that class, we had journals and we had letters that we wrote to ourselves that we were supposed to get when we rocked across the stage at graduation. That's a real life experience. You want to know how that story played out in real life for me? I never got that fucking letter. I don't know what freshman Kirsten said. I don't. But if you were to tell me, if say for example, I would have went to UNLV and I would have been a student in that class and you would have told me, what did I get from that story? And I gave you my true experience, my true idea of what that is. How would you feel? Like, would I fail? Because that's what happened. Like, like that's what happened in that narrative. I failed. So now what? Like, and that's what my whole thing is, but we're going to take a break. Uh, and then we are going to come back. That We're taking a break from Anchor. We're going to talk shit on Zoom because I feel like this whole behind, it's, it's behind the scenes anyway. We didn't have fucking babies, blunts. About to borrow another one. Terrible, I swear. Hey, <laughs> but Anchor, we about to take a break. If you are going to check out the Zoom video, you get to see us do some nigga shit and talk shit in the middle. But yeah, we'll be right back. I All right, know. welcome back. We are back. We are black. And we just, okay, so over the break, if you watch the Zoom, you'll see how we came to this conclusion and why we gassed up to talk about this shit. But White people are getting on our nerves locally and internationally. I have noticed, and this is actually a really like dope moment and a really proud moment that niggas have when it comes down to this podcast, because 
if you're listening to it, nine times out of 10, you are in the States, but there are some people that aren't. And shout out to you. Because if you are listening to this and you do make it to the end of the podcast, you probably feel the same way that I do or that we do. And like Americans, you can talk about us too. But American, white Americans are annoying every fucking body. Because in the midst of a pandemic, even to go back to the mask and MAGA and all of this shit, like they're getting on everybody's nerves because they can't come here. This is their vacation joint. And they can't even come here because the odds of you getting sick in America are substantially higher than other places because white people ain't shit. Not all y'all. And clarify. Let's 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 let this be known, okay? Oh, yeah, uncles. Let it be known. Some of your aunts. Yeah, I'm not. We not racist. Okay? We're not. But your we grandmas are. Some of them. We just can't help but to sound <laughs> racist, considering the fact of the situations that we have been put in over these years, and we just have to speak our mind, bro. That's all. I know she's gonna say that shit. We can't be. I'm gonna just be honest with you. We just love. Because we're we're think about it. Okay, this is a fucking. Hold on. What is it called? My granddaddy was racist. My granddaddy was a racist. Huh? Our granddaddy was a racist. That's because he grew up in the South. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. But that's back to what she about to say. Why black people can't be racist? Because nigga, if everybody around you was hanging niggas. You gonna have a reason yeah, to not like the niggas. Reason, bro. <laughs> like, I can't fuck with these. Like, <laughs> like, like, so it's not like we don't fuck with white people because they're white. We don't fuck with them because they racist. They racist. <laughs> that's literally. <laughs> that's literally. Like, it has nothing to do with the fact that they look the way they do. It's literally because they're fucking racist. It's and obviously, we're talking have, about the racist ass. White folks. We're not talking about the ones that don't see color or the ones that like really understand as much as they can. They might not be able to feel us, but they can understand that like shit is not fucking right for us. The ones that know? cried real tears and not just because everybody was sad. The ones That's who it. cried real tears for Breonna Taylor. The ones who really cried for George Floyd. The ones who cried for Tamir Rice. And the ones who cried when they heard the story of Emmett Till. Like there are a lot of white people out there that truly empathize and understand that there is trauma trauma real that, trauma the ones that cry for themselves nigga yeah but the ones that cry for themselves the ones who the ones who okay so i feel and, and i think this is what's complicated because white people gave us niggers black people coons there are so many different names for oh us God, from white funny. people from races but literally we can call you a honky we can call you a cracker we're very limited and then white people because white people is this whole demographic of people that have like oppressed us in a in like a uh, I would say like in a large capacity, it gets really complicated because when you say white people, it's not like you're talking about everybody. Sorry, the white supremacists, that's a trick in language that they put upon all of us as well. Because when we say white people, they know who the, they know who the fuck we're talking about. Everybody, white people know what you're talking about and who you're talking about when you say white people. So we ain't got to disclose that part. You understand, you know exactly who the fuck you are. Like I can shout out the homie Jerry Lord in Vietnam. Where is he at right now? Is he in Vietnam? Yeah. In Vietnam right now, teaching kids English. Like that, that is a homie. That's somebody that I really fuck with. But mm. then you got people out there like, <clears throat> should I be like really bold? Cause I'm not gonna say a last name. I don't care. I never have. And she knows I don't for, give a fuck. For security purposes, don't. 
I'm not going to say a last name. I'm just going to say there's gens out there and gens are a lot like Karens. And anybody that knows me, that knows of people by the name of gens, you know that those are people that you can't sit next to and talk about Kaepernick because they start sweating because then you have to talk about their ancestors and how their ancestors were involved in the oppression of black people and how all of this stemmed and started and ended and resulted and we're still in the process of experiencing today's level of trauma. How are we in the 60s all over again? Jen? Jen is an old coworker that I had. I don't give a fuck. Fuck, fuck. I don't care. I don't care. Jen is an old coworker that I had that was very microaggressive in her racism and probably still till today would not think yes she probably still till today would not think that she was racist but i think that you're racist when you look at the muslim man from morocco and the black girl with an afro and say don't talk to them and you have absolutely no reason why i think you're racist when you feel like in 2017 that Kaepernick just needs to play the sport of football and not have a narrative or anything to say. And then you flash forward to 2020 and every sport that is being played is doing the exact same thing that Kaepernick did. And the nigga got re-signed. Well, he didn't get re-signed, but he got teams looking at him, bitch. But we have gens. Those are the people that we're talking about. He's not gonna get. He's not gonna sign. I don't. I think that's all. Like. I don't think he's gonna sign. They probably offer it to him for a cap. I guess. Shout out to Kaepernick though. For real, my condolences, bro. I fucks with you, cuz. Because real talk, though, but that's what I'm saying. Like, that's the difference in what we're talking about. And it's like the latter of the white people that I just explained are the ones that are triggering in 2020 because we are at a point in time where literally just your humanity matters. Like your sheer humanity, like how do you feel about the climate? How do you feel about the fact that there, regardless of how you feel the group of people are mentally and physically or in regards to spiritual superiority, regardless of how you feel about that, we know for a fact that substantially black people have been affected and impacted by the coronavirus in the more fatal way than any other group. That's just a fact. That's statistics that the news gave us. The same biased news platforms that are doing the MAGA Trump shit. Your news platforms are telling you that. If you don't feel anything about that, then like that, you're the people we talking about. The ones who are out here going to the fucking Walmart where you know that the person checking you out is probably going to be black, brown, or other. You feel me? You know that person is probably going to be that, but you refuse to fucking wear a mask. You put this person in a position where they got to, like, compromise their integrity. They got to be all uncomfortable and explain to you fucking what's explained already. You feel me? (laughs) Fucking story real quick. Because I'm out here in this working life dealing with these crazy-ass white folks in Vegas, right? So, like, we used to have, before quarantine, we used to have, like, an area where they could get coffee and shit out, right? And it was like self-serve. So to make my job harder and me not get a raise, <laughs> I got to make coffee for niggas now. So I'm like over here trying to like put a glove on and shit, right? So mm-hmm. I can serve this damn coffee. And it was taking a little bit longer because I got long ass fucking nails and the fucking shit was hella tight. So I put the glove on, right? I got one glove on, I try to put another glove on and the dude tries to stop me in mid glove putting on, and he straight up told me, You don't have to put the glove on, I'm not worried about that. Mm-hmm. I stopped and looked at this thing and said, Excuse me, 
I am. Like, first of all, you're giving me a cup that you already drunk out of. Can I say so something? Like, Taylor I'm, Swift don't wash her legs. Okay, go ahead. So that means that she don't wash her feet either. But <laughs> I don't really like that. Well, go ahead. My bad. In any case, um, Anyway, you're supposed to wash your feet. Yeah, no. So the the inconsiderate <laughs> part of it that pisses me the fuck off is that, like, bro, did you didn't hear this nigga? <laughs> you're not supposed to. You supposed to wash your feet? I didn't know you're supposed to wash your feet, nigga. You supposed to wash your feet? Uh, that's, that's the way. Wait, wait, hold on. Because am I getting this all wrong? So, wait. Me being a man, okay, I wash the most important parts under the arms. You know the the. The ass, the the balls, the slinger dang. I washed that. <laughs> I washed the neck area because you know, wife like smell yeah, behind the ears and shit. But what the fuck, niggas wash their feet? <laughs> I mean, I have soft feet already. Don't don't get me wrong. You feel me? But I would figure because you know the suds and shit is already rolling down. You feel you me? Know, and but you, it's all the dirt in. rolling down from your body down to your feet. But, That's why you can wash them. <laughs> oh, shit. But my feet be clean at the bottom. Yeah, because the water. Yeah. I don't mean that they're clean, though. You right, though. Clean, you right, though. But is it right? I ain't got like foot fungus or nothing. Nah, nigga, you're supposed to wash your motherfucking feet, bro. You're supposed to wash your feet. Everything get absorbed into your body from your feet. But I'll be healthy, though. Wash white people. Feet, we were supposed she to be talking about white feet. people. <laughs> she said, wash your feet, bro. <laughs> 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 we were supposed to be... My bad. Our bad. Well, well, Delante don't wash your feet. Every day. Back to uh, <laughs> cleanliness. The gloves. I don't At the end of the day, the gloves. The homie really... My thing is about like these white folks are walking around like not giving a fuck about nobody but themselves because he really tried to hand me a cup that he drank out of already and then tried to tell me like I'm not worried about you putting on gloves for him and I looked at him and said nah hold on homie <laughs> mm. for me okay I don't know what the fuck you got I don't know what your hands been on or your mouth been I don't know none of that shit and I got kids mm. so like the whole like to go back to the last week's episode about the mask and shit, it's just like little things like that. Like there's just no, no one is considerate. They're they're not considering the fact that like we are putting our lives at risk to accommodate you because supposedly all this shit is a fucking central. And <laughs> why do I miss uh, shit, bro? What did yo titty pop out? Yo titty popped out. Damn, on live. Yeah. <laughs> this nigga live and titty popped out. Gonna go oh, shit. My bad. It wasn't no titties. I was about to say, whoever wants to see your titty got the chance. It ain't no titties. It was not nothing like that. Go ahead. My bad. Okay. So, what happened? Uh, but, no, it's more of a story. It's like, I mean, it's just like we're seeing so much racist shit. We're seeing people being considerate. People don't give a fuck about nobody. Like, people are way more rude than they used to be. It's like, wait, what the fuck is, what's up? What's up with y'all? What y'all yeah. doing? It's like literally overall, and that's the thing. And that's not like the point, because I know like this episode, because we're recording Zoom and shit like that. It's like it's not all over the place, but like we we having fun. 
But at the end of the day, the subject matter, like the conversation, like it's really important. We can have fun because we black and we learn how to laugh at our pain. But when it comes down to the conversation of white people and how overwhelming y'all are, <clears throat> at least have been, it's it's a lot. And it's changing yeah. the dynamic and the structure of a whole community. And like, whereas people are thinking this is one of those things where it's like tearing us down is actually bringing us together because y'all be sounding stupid as fuck. Like, and y'all don't get our insiders on social media the way y'all think y'all do. Like, yeah, oh God, I don't think that they really understand that. We laughing at y'all. I am the type of person that if I'm placed in a whole room full of white people, I don't feel comfortable. I don't feel safe. I it's 2020. I feel like I <laughs> need to all. be still. Like in 2020, niggas don't feel safe in rooms. And, room it, and white that's people. the type of you know image that they try to put us as. But honestly, it's reverse, bro. A white person will happily walk their ass through a crowd of black people. They don't give a fuck. They don't care. Now there's some scary motherfuckers. Don't get me wrong. There's some scary ones. True, but a white person because they're so fucking nosy. <laughs> they have to fucking go through everything. Cause like I'm gonna be real. Even before 2020, I've always been hella like if there was like more than five white people and I was like the only black person in there, I'd be like starting to get hot. Chase I'm hot, like, like, all right, this is how uncomfortable right now. And y'all gotta understand. I think that's like an inherent thing, mm -hmm. like because of the fact that they've had so much power for so fucking long that the odds of the stereotype that they don't want to be around black people when realistically it's us that doesn't want to be around white people like right. that because it's a taboo to talk about the fact that we're actually more afraid than y'all are. Yep, y'all have this power to back this up. Or, I mean, to back y'all up. We don't got none of that. Y'all got a whole army on call. And then it's like when we retaliate in a hostile way, though. we look like a fucking thug or a fucking angry black woman. And it's like we can't even fend for ourselves without even look, making ourselves look bad to someone that already looked at us as a bad person. Mm -hmm. It's just... like... Fuck that. Well, I'm trying to be in a room with hella white I'm going to just be real. I don't <laughs> mind looking like a thug to these motherfuckers considering the fact that I love defending myself. So, yes, low-key, when I when I do get stopped by a white cop, I get very defensive. I have to rip have an attitude because I already know what type of shit they're going to throw at me, period. If I'm walking into an establishment and I have to deal with a white person, or if like I'm working and I have to deal with a white person, I have to brace myself because I'm all, I'm instantly getting anxious. Why? These motherfuckers exactly. can tell through your voice. I work with phones. Motherfuckers can tell through my voice that I'm black. I done been called a nigger a few times on the phone. So, but so it's like, I, I really try to avoid white people as much as possible <laughs> oh god though <laughs> like, I, and it's like they and it's crazy I like you know what i might not need this like I go, you feel me <laughs> and it's crazy because everybody's talking and that's why it, like and that literally gets back to the whole point of the episode in the beginning of this second part like what happened in 2020 to your friends or the people you knew that were white? What happened to those relationships? This is it. Oh, yeah. People deleting shit. You got deleted because these are obvious facts that we deal with every day. 
You what know, pe- you know people calling us niggers on the phone. Oh yeah. Oh, you know people clutching their bags like we should, like they're scared of us. Black people don't own guns. Fun fact, yeah, like you have some, you have the, some that do, and you got some that do illegally. But a lot of us are afraid of them shits. We were taught to be afraid of guns. Um, well, my friends, they own guns, but they legally own them. They have papers, so they know their rights and all that. And that's new. Niggas are starting to do that now. Yeah, because I definitely purchased my guns. Once they said, oh, oh niggas is shutting down, I was like, no, 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 no. What's not going to happen is most people trying to ransack my fucking crib. So that's what I have. You can't put but me around a dirty gun. Like, you can't put what me was around, that? You can't put me around a dirty gun. I'm sorry. That I would not be around. I would never be around a dirty oh, gun. Oh, yeah, no, fuck that. I'm not getting no gun that's not registered. Mm-hmm. But like, you don't know what the fuck that she's going to trace back to. And, and you're black? Oh. Mm-hmm. Easiest thing for cops is fucking <laughs> that's cake, guns in niggas. Cake. Like, <laughs> but, the fuck? but nah, it's really. Like overall, because I'm a, I think this is a good point to close out the anchor part, the the podcast audio. But like, it's literally the whole point is the climate, 2020 when it comes down to white people and things that trigger black people is the shit that's been triggering us. But it's triggering us differently because now we know everybody knows. Back to those international uh, listeners, they know. We all know. When they're protesting for Black Lives Matter in different countries, we all know. So in 2020, the shit that makes Black people uncomfortable is you lying to yourself about the fact that this still exists the way that it fucking does. Do y'all agree? We agree. So that's going to close out Anchor. I'm going to hang up, or not hang up, I'm going to end the Anchor part. And we're going to talk some more on Zoom because, you know, you feel me, whenever, if you want to watch the Zoom part, I mean, there's like a lot more going on in Zoom. So you can watch that part. I'll still post that, but we'll close it out on Anchor. Thank you guys for listening as per the use. And we still go do our shout outs and everything. So stay tuned. Thank you for listening to Anchor. All right, so as per the usual, I want to give a shout out at the end of the episode. This week's shout out is going to be like really special to me because it's someone, if this person didn't exist, I wouldn't. And I'm really proud of her. It's my mom. My mom. My brother's right here. It's her mommy. So she has a business that she started, and I'm proud of her for starting a business. Crystal's Bling. Crystal Bling and Things. Crystal Bling and Things. Go ahead and check it out. Go ahead and check it out. She can customize you some shit and you will like it and you will love it. But go ahead. That is my shout out this week. Go check out my mama shit. Good shit, mama. Good shit, mama. Ah, Love you.